is your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. Left to center field, bounce back, Tony Lockin, see ya, two-way home run into Monument Park, and the Yankees lead 9-6. Stayed on top of the high fastball with something on it. Aaron Judge, 117 miles an hour and 429 feet into Monument Park. Now here's your host, Alex Trizek. This is Moose's Mulligans. I'm your host, Alex Dreisek. Hey, dude! With another great episode for you here. Make sure to check out the podcast at facebook.com slash moosesmulligans. And go to moosesmulligans.weebly.com for all the official updates. And all the you can find the link to all the episodes as well for the show. You can also send in your opinions at the contact us form. And you can also tweet in your opinions. Uh, our Twitter handle's at Moose's Mulligans. A lot of great ways to reach out to us. Make sure you do. Yeah, I'd cut back on that. So in this episode, I wanted to open up with the Yankees and Red Sox and say what an impact they're having in baseball. Now, both teams enter Sunday at 27-12, and 12, and both have the best records in baseball. So that's obviously a good start to <laughs> this rivalry this year. Um, and it really looks like they're pushing each other, like what we saw in the early 2000s. And honestly, I expect nothing less of a bloodbath the rest of the way. We knew these two teams would be going at it in a two-team race in the AL East. Sorry, Blue Jays fans and Orioles fans, you can't say anything right now. Your franchises got other things to worry about, and there are no real Tampa Bay fans to argue with me right now, so... <laughs> That this is going to be a two-way race. We knew that right away. But I don't think many of us saw it reaching this high a competition this early in the season. Especially with how young both these teams are. Even though it's impossible to predict baseball, with the young talent on both these teams, we can ex- I think we can expect this for years to come. Which is even more exciting for baseball fans. Now these, these two teams... Honestly, I think I'm going to put them right in the discussion of teams for the future that I've said. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago White Sox, and uh, the Phillies are really chipping their way into this discussion. And it's it's what's, what's really scary is that the Red Sox and Yankees are already so competitive. And they're in this discussion of teams of the future when they really look like teams of the present. So if I'm the Washington Nationals, if I'm the... Chicago Cubs, I'm a little nervous because I'm supposed to be the team of now. Same with the Cleveland Indians. I'm supposed to be the team of now that's supposed to be taking the World Series this year. How are these young teams that are the teams of the future already hurting my chances of winning a World Series this year when I know I'm not going to be able to compete in one coming up very soon? The Cubs Cubs are borderline. I mean, uh, they'll still be competitive next year. But when you really look at the Nationals and you look at the Indians, this is it for them. So they may not be competitive for five, ten years after this. I I mean, there'll be some talent leaking through, and they could be a wild card team. But I don't. I mean, this is their year. And if these young teams like the Red Sox and Yankees are already 
giving them problems this year. Uh, it doesn't pan out well for the rest of the year, and I'm not saying they should sell them. They're, they're going to have to buy it and sell out for this whole season, and that can honestly hurt a franchise even more if they don't get it done. All right, second part of the show, and this is what I really wanted to talk about this week. And I'm sorry to Ben Huff. Ben Huff, uh, we'll, we'll get his opinion posted in the article I'm going to write about this. I was very sick last night, and I couldn't uh, get to interview him in time. But we will definitely get his opinion on the article. So the Raptors fired their coach, Dwayne Casey, after seven seasons. <clears throat> and this move, honestly, it pisses me off. And <clears throat> there's been a lot of moves like this in sports lately that have been pissing me off with management. It seems like the front office is really blaming their coaching staff when it's not the coaching staff's fault. But I'll get more in detail on that in the article I'm going to post this week. So, Casey is for sure, in my opinion, the most successful coach in Toronto's history. He was named Coach of the Year this year. How does he get fired? And that that's rough. We, we saw this type of front office work happening in baseball, too where managers like John Farrell of the Red Sox, Joe Girardi of the Yankees, and Dusty Baker of the Nationals all got replaced even though they made the playoffs. And actually, Girardi was one game away from going to the World Series. So, the coach of the year gets swept back-to-back years by the best player in the world right now in that sport? I mean, I always look at this in basketball and it's like, he's the best player in the world, so 20% of the team for 90% of the game, is the best player in the world. That's pretty hard to go against. That number comes from five players on the court at a time, so he's one of five, and LeBron's minutes are about 90% of the game. Maybe even more lately, I swear. And, you know, I don't I don't think any coach they bring in is going to have the answer to LeBron right now. So why fire him? He just, he just led the Raptors to a 59-win season. He just led them to the number one seed in the East. Why fire him? The standards are just being put too high on this management because front office doesn't want to get blamed for it. Uh, I mean, it's it's like either win the championship or bust, and 98% of teams in professional sports then bust. So it's it it can't be championship or bust because then we'd have this unbelievable roller coaster going, and those one or two teams that keep a consistent management are just going to dominate. We kind of see it with the Patriots a little bit. I mean, not that they're winning the Super Bowl every year, but they're always in contention for one. It's because they have stability in the program and stability in the front office. So I, I don't, I mean, it's not like the Raptors disappointed this year. I mean, it sucks they got swept by LeBron. Yeah, people were expecting more of a fight. But the fact that he led them to a number one seed in the East this year, and I, I thought they had some great improvement this year. So it, it's just the consistency and management is underrated in sports and that's really starting to bother me consistency in sports coming from an athlete i can tell you consistency in coaching and the program is what gets you in a rhythm gets you learning and when you start winning it becomes easier to continue winning and it becomes when things get tougher it becomes easier to make an adjustment because you have a base to go off of you have a plan so i'm not too happy with the raptors on this move uh, I kind of related to the Nationals move of blaming Dusty Baker when it's not really his fault. And, it's, you know, it's it's like, it's it's just not necessary to make a coaching change in that, in my opinion, at this point of the Raptors 
little franchise they got going on because honestly it was one of the best years I've ever seen them have. And I think they're starting to get a little too greedy and everyone wants to be LeBron and wants LeBron and wants... And guess what? It's not, not going to happen. you, you got to be realistic here and build something that's going to last. Last thing we're looking at this week, uh, we have NBA and NHL playoffs coming on here. And so I haven't talked much about it, but I just wanted to shout out the Vegas Golden Knights. I know they lost their first game Saturday night to Winnipeg. It was in Winnipeg. That was tough. They did a good job of coming back, making it 4-2, showing that they're here to compete. They're one win, they're a one series went away from going to the Stanley Cup, which is unbelievable and amazing. But that Winnipeg team is pretty talented, so I think it's going to be more of a team of destiny thing versus a, they're going to out-talent them, which is what we could say about their whole season. But on the other side, Alex Ovechkin is having the time of his life as the Capitals already took one game from Tampa Bay. And, and you know, I think this might be Ovechkin's year finally to, to raise the Stanley Cup. And the, I would love to see Capitals Golden Knights because then it's kind of like two good stories running into each other. Those, those are always my favorite type of games. Looking at the NBA playoffs, we've got what everybody was kind of expecting all year, and it, it's, except Kyrie's out. It's Cavs against the Celtics. So going into this, I always think that LeBron's going to be favored. I just think he's better at adjusting on the court. I think he's better at just the game of basketball than anyone I've ever seen because, you know, I'm born in 96. Everyone's going to argue about this. I, he's the best basketball player I have seen. And I think that I have to give him the advantage right now, even though the Celtics have home court and I do love their coach. The problem, the problem becomes how do you game plan for LeBron, especially when it's supporting cast is helping which it has been basically it's going to come down to me if the supporting cast of LeBron can keep up with him and his adjustments and honestly I mean right now the Cavaliers are the favorite in my opinion but I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics blew him out of the water with their coaching style on the other side we have the Western Conference with the Warriors and Rockets which a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time Curry's back healthy which makes this even more exciting this is going to be a shootout. I mean, I think we all kind of know that, like, if any team scores under 100 points in one of these games, it's going to be because they shot, like, 10% from the field. <laughs> but Chris Paul and James Harden have proven that they are ready to take on the Warriors. And Draymond Green has proven that he thinks that, well, because they kind of said it, too, that this team was built to beat the Warriors. And, you know, anytime I see another team building to beat another team that usually means that your game plan is not strong enough to beat them if you're if you're trying to do everything you can to beat one team then that just shows how good that one team is i've got the warriors favorited in this series i'm going with the two road teams as the favorites i know it's crazy but i know a four feet of warriors Cavs is just dragging on at this point but I think Houston's going to have to prove it to me that they deserve to be there. Yes, they've had a great season. Yes, they have home court advantage. But then again, this is the playoffs. Anything can happen. And I always tend to lean to experience and coaching. The Cavs have the experience. And I the coaching's kind of a, you know, 
It, for the Celtics, if they had Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, obviously be a different story. But for now, I think the experience goes to LeBron. And then in the West, obviously the Warriors have the more experience. And I honestly think their coaching's better. So it will be interesting to watch in basketball this week. <laughs> and we're going to see some epic games, I think. I think I think both these series will go at least five, six games. I mean, which is great for fans. It's, you get a game seven, it's going to be a hell of a turnout and a watching for the NBA, which they kind of need right now. You know, I mean, the NFL could sure use it, but let's let's not crap on the NFL any more than I already have. They're kind of crapping on themselves. When, when does the Alliance of American Football kick off? The week after the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm excited for that next year. That's a different episode for a different day. So closing you out here at Moose's Mulligans, make sure to check us out at moosesmulligans.weebly.com. Go to that official website. You can find all the info on us. You can go to facebook.com slash moosesmulligans and keep up with us. Give us a like. And, you know, send in your opinions. Contact us at our Twitter handle at moosesmulligans. Send it at Facebook. I, I don't really care. Just send it in, you know. You can text it to 760-814-0740. But until next episode, this is your favorite sports podcast where money talks and BS walks. I'm your host, Alex Dreisach. See you next week.